Hello? Ma. Hello? Who is this? This is Orson Welles, you ridiculous little man. Who is this? You called... This is David Crumb. Crumb? The record producer. I was, I was just about to call you. What can I do for you, sir? Well, I was browsing the selections at my local record store earlier, and I discovered an album of contemporary hits, accompanied by spoken word performances, I suppose you could call them, by William Shatner. Uh, huh. Are you familiar with this Shatner fellow? He's apparently best known for something called Star Trek. I think I did voiceover work for a coming attraction of one of their pictures. Yes, sir. I know who William Shatner is. Well, I took this album to the young man behind the counter, and I asked him to play it over the store's loudspeaker. Sorry, Mr. Wells, I don't mean to be rude, but it's 3.30 in the morning. Is there a point to the story? I want to record an album like this. Spoken word. And I want to do contemporary hits of hip-hop. Uh, huh. I understand you've produced some of the greats of the genre, sir. And this is why I now come to you and ask, will you help me make this record? Well, I suppose there might be something to... We'll start at the beginning. I said a hip-hop. Hippie to the hippie, the hip-hip-a-hop. And you don't stop. Rocket to the bang-bang boogie. Say up-jump the boogie. To the rhythm of the boogity beat. Why don't you come down to my office tomorrow and, and we'll press we'll... forward into the early 80s. I've been working on my beatboxing. Tell me what you think of this. Boom, pish, a boom, boom, wiggy, wiggy, boom, boom, pish. Oh, okay. I'm... I'm canceling my 8, eight o'clock. This is, this is surprisingly dope beatboxing. This is the Sarcastic Voyage Podcast. Episode 160, featuring Ron, Algar Watt, and Matt Robotham, with Monica Homburg and the Sarcastic Voyage unpaid voice acting players. <coughs> I'm going to die. <laughs> I thought I had gills. Stop Apparently choking. I don't have gills. Ah. Wow, that is the worst Heimlich technique I have ever seen. Wow. Stop choking. <laughs> is that what they teach? Is that the Heimlich maneuver in Canada? I mean, Stop it's choking. Not, it, it's a lot. It's a lot harder to help you when I'm in another country. Is it though? I mean, I think you would you be able to use the internet creatively. I mean, hang on. If I can create the noise that dislodges food from your throat. Right. Okay, I think I think you're just singing the uh, the Star Trek song. Possibly. That might also have been Curly playing a saw. Oh, I hate Curly. <laughs> the only thing I hate more than Curly is Shemp, and the only thing I hate more than Shemp is Curly Joe. <laughs> uh, when I was a kid, like, I don't know, Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon, something like that, when I wouldn't want to go out and play, because who would? Yeah. Because, um, actually, I don't know if you knew this about me, but I live in the post-apocalypse, or I grew up in the post-apocalypse. I don't anymore. You were born in the post-apocalypse, but then eventually you moved to Seattle. Yes. Uh, and I didn't want to go out and play because there were hot winds and skeletons and, like, empty swing sets. There were swing sets everywhere. They were just all empty. Oh, yeah, because that's it, it gives you a sense of, like, oh, what could have been here? But there were, there were so much of that sense that we knew. 
sometimes I like to come out here and think about what used to be here. I, you couldn't you couldn't throw a dead centaur without hitting a swing set. Right, but uh, like, ironically, you could never get on any of the swing sets. Oh no, 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 no! They were just there to to creak silently and empty for some symbolic reason. I don't know. I, I wasn't allowed near any symbolism when I was a kid, which you, made you had those type of parents. You know? Oh yeah. 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 When, when I would open the fridge, the apples would be nowhere near the oranges. It was very, very frustrating. I, so I didn't want to go out and so I'd flip through whatever stupid, you know, movies were on. And I always ended up seeing, this was on like every three weeks. The, it's like the three stooges go to Venus or oh, something sure. like that. It was it was vaguely science fictiony, and I didn't. The Three Stooges were sort of incidental to it. No, it was you just, just want to look at Venus. Yeah, there were rocket ships, and there were weird aliens, and you know stuff that I like. Yeah. And uh, so I'd watch it, and I, that was my idea of the Three Stooges. I'd never seen their shorts prior to that. Right. And so I thought the Three Stooges were very old, <laughs> in color, and the third one was some guy named Curly Joe. Uh-huh. So are you? You sound like you may be a, an aficionado of the Stooges. I watched a little when I was a kid. I had um, my, my dad would bring home uh, like at first, like I, I was told we were a member of one of those like video of the month club mm. things. But now I think he might have just been stealing videos from somewhere. <laughs> well, you you fell for the video of the month grift, which is often perpetrated by divorced dads. Sure. They they love pulling that con. <laughs> But no, it got me a lot of uh, Don Bluth movies, and yeah. uh, it got me a videotape of uh, Three Stooges cartoons. Oh, those th- were they the Robonic Stooges? No, this was before the Robonic Stooges. It was just the Three Stooges adventuring. Where someone figured out, hey, they won't look like uh, Crypt Keepers if we make them animated. Well, the worst part was that they would also, they would introduce, like the real Three Stooges would introduce the, oh, the, God. Uh, the, the videos. So they'd wheel out like Shemp's Coffin? Well, Shemp wasn't there. I never knew there was a Shemp until way later. Well, I mean, really, when it's inappropriate to talk to you about Shemp until you're about 15. Yeah. Well, I read Chick Tracks to learn about Shemp. Well, Sh- Chick did love Shemp. <laughs> Shemp and Chick were like, um... <laughs> well, I want to say apples and oranges, but I'm not allowed to. Stay out of the fridge. But Chick and Shemp, I kind of want to make a biopic about Chick and Shemp now. I just keep hearing you say chicken shrimp. No, that would be the promotional tie-in is chicken shrimp. Oh, you'd have good. you'd have a movie called Chick and Shemp about Jack Chick and Shemp the Stooge, and then you'd have like a Denny's meal that would be chicken shrimp. Oh, sure. You know, which is uh, uh, chicken, chicken shrimp. shrimp and waffles for some reason. We should do that, but on on a podcast in in our deadpans. You knuckleheads. Say, are you suggesting we get in a fight? No, no, I'm suggesting we get in a fake fight for comedy purposes. Oh, all right, well. But deadpan and um, with no visuals whatsoever. Well, you've got those Hanna-Barbera sound effects now. Oh, I'm not using sound effects. Oh. You have to make your own. All you right. Have to, you have to Michael Winslow it up. Oh, man. Um, you know who Michael Winslow is, yes. don't you, man? He was the brother that went upstairs and never came back down. No, that was Chuck Cunningham. Oh. He was he was Richie's older brother who went upstairs and never came back. Ah, all right. And then they said he went to Vietnam, which is weird because the show took place in the 50s and Vietnam was just a place at that point and there was no war. I mean, I knew it start it started in the 50s, but like Well, yeah, it ended up in like the 90s, which is weird because it went off the air in like 1981. Cuz like I don't remember like I used to watch Laverne and Shirley and I don't remember it being set in the 50s. No, that at that point it was supposed to be the 60s. Oh, all right. 
the show's allegedly like the show were, caught up with itself. I think yeah, I think the show existed like 1.5 years will go by for every one year. Ah yes, the taut Happy Days timeline. And so, like I say, the um, by the time Happy Days ended, it was actually took place in like 1995. Oh. And but it went off the air in 1981. So Potsy sold. Pot, obviously, and when the show progressed at its one and a half years to wait, one wait, year wait, 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 ratio. Wait. So if yeah. sold pot, did Fonzie sell Fonz? No, don't be stupid. Fonzie sold these fine leather jackets. <laughs> so and insurance. Ralph Malf is always just Ralph Malf. I mean, he tried selling Malf, but everyone thought it was disgusting. Well, Malf is like the, um, the off-brand grit. Yeah, but it's like really hot and wet. Well, nobody knows what grit is, no. is the thing. It's it's in the back of old comic books, and it says, you can sell grit, but nobody ever signed up for it. Like, so I nobody want to sell grit. But do you know what grit is? No. Will you kiss them? No. Will, will you kiss one? Yes. Just kiss a grit, Matt. Just see if you like it. I mean, you, how do you I, know? I don't think I'm going to like it. Just kiss one. Right. One grit. You promised me I'll get a bicycle out of this. Um, and a homemade well, submarine. I can't promise and a that. Backpack. You can get the giant comb. You might be able to get the lobster harmonica. Ooh. But that is that is the most I can promise you. Or the bronze statue of Jack Chick and Shemp with their arms around each other. Uh Chick and Shemp. Everyone in the seventies and in the early eighties watched Happy Days and I don't know why. I don't either. I mean I've seen episodes of Happy Days, but it's I don't terrible. like it. It was the number one show for years, and it was in the top ten for a long fucking time. It is a terrible show. Mm-hmm. And it got more spinoffs than, uh, I think, anything. I mean, cl- like... close to anything. Like, it had, like, eight spinoffs. Well, it had Laverne and Shirley. Right. Mork and which, Mindy. Mork and Mindy. Which, um, uh, Laverne and Shirley then uh, split off to Lenny and Squiggy. Yeah. Which just became the Squiggy Happy Hour, which was just sad because it was wow. Squiggy... Which was Squiggy sitting in his empty bar at happy hour at the bar sighing because no one would come in and drink anything. When he's dead. Yeah. And then um, later they would reuse that set for the Regal Beagle for Three's Company. Sure. Which, oh, so Re- oh, so Three's Company was a spinoff of Happy Days, too. Yeah. Well, really, everything... Uh, well, St. Elsewhere was a spinoff of Happy Days, so then, you ah, know, that whole that happens. whole thing happens. Uh, Jake and the Fat Man. Yeah, that was after Ralph Mouth really let himself go. Mm-hmm. Started calling himself Jake. Uh, Kate and Allie. Um, are you sure you're not thinking of Allie McBeal? I'm pretty sure I'm not thinking of Allie McBeal. I try not to think of Allie McBeal. I think we're a spinoff of Happy Days, technically. I mean, if you want to go far enough back, yes. And with that, we will be... Don't say it. Wait for it. Right back. Sarcastic Voyage has embarked on a modest undertaking to chronicle the entirety of human history in sketch form. Join us as we uncover the mysteries of the past in our ongoing feature, which we call History. It's not as good as it used to be. Three twenty-six B.C. Alexander of Macedonia, also known as Alexander the Great stands triumphant in India, having effectively conquered the known world. As an adolescent, Alexander was educated by the legendary philosopher Aristotle in a type of boarding school, and brought several of his school friends known as 
the Companions, along as generals on his campaigns. Hey, here he is! Big Man! What are you doing in here? Hello, my Greek brothers. I was just... Are you crying? Oh, is this baby having a little cry? What's wrong, baby? It's just... Well, there aren't any more worlds to conquer. <laughs> Guys, come on, I'm serious. Oh, don't be such a pussy, bro. <laughs> Fucking hey, come on, I know it'll cheer you up. If you say anything but beer bong, bro, I'm gonna castrate you. Dude, we are all over that shit. After. <laughs> After what? Rushes, bro. We gotta haze these new pledges. I got a whole bag of rice we can shove up. Come on, guys, don't. I told the Indian king he could continue to rule here in my name. Don't go ruining peace with. Christ, alright. You're such a fucking buzzkill, dude. I know, right? Can we at least go on a panty raid? Woo! I don't. <sighs> sure. I don't even know if Indian women wear panties, but go on. Knock yourselves out. <clears throat> Really, though, brah, you all right? You seem all moody and shit. I am the son of a god. As such, I'm occasionally prone to this, as you say, moody shit. Oh, yeah, your mom, like, had sex with Zeus. When he was in the guise of a snake, yes. I guess, uh, me and Zeus have something in common, then. <laughs> what do you mean? I gave your mom the snake, too! <laughs> <laughs> Just say the word. I give them both syphilis in the blink of a scaly eye. That's cool, Dad. Thanks for looking out for me, though. Hey, so... You gonna eat those rats? I'd like to welcome you all to this creative writing seminar. Let's get right to it. Uh, my philosophy of writing is simple. Many other writers will tell you that there are only seven stories in all of fiction. And I'm here to tell you, that's bullshit. Yeah, that's right. I swore. That's just how passionate I am about this. There is, and let me be perfectly clear on this point, one type of story. What? In the world? That's right. One core narrative in all of fiction. Oh, sure, the details might change, but it always comes back to this one story. And that story is Jaws. Jaws? Yes, Jaws. Every story is Jaws. What? So... Star Wars is Jaws? Absolutely. Death Star's the shark, Han Solo's Brody, and Porkins, poor dead Porkins. He's the Kittner boy. What about Silence of the Lambs? Shark is Buffalo Bill, Chrissy Watkins is that girl down the well, and uh, Hooper is that adorable Jodie Foster. Mm. What about Ghostbusters? Alright, so there are two stories in all fiction. I should really turn that ring off. Hello? Oh, David. Mom, Mom, what is it? Go, God, Mom, come down. Breathe, breathe. There, there you go. Now, what is it? What's wrong? David, your father's passed away. What? Dad, but, Dad, but he was just, I saw him at Christmas when I set up your new Wi-Fi. He seemed... seemed fine. What? I just don't know what I'm going to do without him. This makes him never going to cook him dinner. Never going to walk with him on the beach and see the sunset. Never going to... never going to give you up. Never going to let you down. 
<laughs> Mom, what the hell? You got Rickrolled. I Rickrolled you, son. <laughs> oh. And and there's Dad. That's that's just great. That's it. You two are grounded. I gave you two that Wi-Fi, and I can take it away. You'll go without it until you learn that the internet is a privilege, not a right. This is bullshit. Oh, bogus. Jack Turner is a popular radio talk show host. Caller, you're on the air. And his son Colin works in a call center. It's a great day of things, game. How may I direct your call? They could never really relate to one another until one day a gypsy curse or magic spell or something made them switch minds. We've switched, switched minds for some reason. reason. I think it's more like we've switched bodies. Shut up, Dad. Now they're learning a valuable lesson about what it's like to walk a mile in someone else's shoes. Hi, Jack. I'd like to dedicate a song to my fiance. I'm not Jack. I mean, I am Jack, but I'm inhabiting the body of my son. Really? You sound the same to me. Hello, this is, uh, what the hell is this place called again? Thinkscape, right. Uh, hi, I talked to you yesterday. I'm still having the same problem with my virtual memory. Oh, you didn't talk to me. Well, you did, but I was in my own body then. I sound completely different now. Uh, I'm not sure that you do. Jack Nicholson, Christian Slater, Brain Switch! Jimmy Smits. Oh, hey guys! I was just going over the commercial for our new dollar chicken menu. You'd be amazed at how cheap we can get chicken the day after the sell-by date. And I pass that savings right on to the customer. Along with salmonella, probably. Still using that same jingle after over 30 years, huh? Well, I'm a sentimental guy. Why mess with perfection? Can't argue with airtight logic like that. So, we have an investment opportunity for you. Oh, yeah? I always look forward to these. You guys are the best financial advisors a guy could hope for. You haven't steered me wrong yet. Well, that's, uh, not entirely. I mean, we've had the occasional misstep. Oh, you've made some mistakes, sure. But how could you have known that Napster was going to go south? Or that Friendster wasn't going to be the next Facebook? Or that Quickster wasn't going to work out for Netflix? I guess it took us a while to realize we shouldn't jump at every new product that ends in stir. Pretty much anything we've suggested for the past 15 years. This one's a surefire hit, though, no question. Lay it on me. Ta-da! What am I uh, looking at here, guys? It looks like one of them magic eye pictures, except I can't quite make out what it's supposed to be. My depth perception hasn't been so good since my batched laser eye surgery. It's a QR code. Uh, what now? A QR code. You can slap these things all over everything in your restaurants. The menus, the ketchup bottles. The waitresses? The waitresses, sure. Your customers scan that code in with their cell phones and it opens a browser window to whatever website you want them to go to. Oh, uh, couldn't we just throw them, what do you call it, earls on everything? 
They ain't so hard to type in. Typing is a thing of the past. People want to scan things now. And once they download a code reading app to their smartphones, register the app with a unique username and password, configure their phone's camera to work as a scanner, learn how to aim the camera at the QR code at just the right angle and just the right lighting, then pull their phones out when they see a QR code and launch that app, it'll open that URL for them in their browsers automatically. It'll save them valuable seconds of tedious typing. I feel like there's something familiar about this conversation. I'm telling you, MC, this baby is the future. By the end of 1999, everyone will be using one of these. It's all that and a bag of chips. And it's called the QCAT? Right. There'll be these slamming barcodes all over everything. And the people will use these special scanners to read them. Hmm. Well, uh, this tech bubble's never gonna burst, as far as I can tell. Best to get it on this kind of thing on the ground floor. Let's do it. I'm sure you guys had the best of intentions there, but uh, I lost quite a bit of scratch on that venture. In fact, I think I still have the magazine article here. Is that... Do you keep records of every failed investment you've ever made? Well, every investment... Same difference. Ah, here we go. It's a massive flop, this one guy says. A fiasco. It fails to solve a problem which never existed. And, uh, see here, uh, you have to wonder about a business plan based on the notion that people want to interact with a soda can. Okay, granted, that was a bad choice, but this one's entirely different. Just recently, the Royal Dutch Mint issued a coin with a QR code on it. Hard currency. Doesn't get much more legit than that. Mmm, the Dutch, you say? Well, alright, I'll give it a look. Is there any literature? Sure, we have a PDF of a pamphlet you can print out. Just scan this QR code to get it. Well, uh, I don't actually have a smartphone. Will those things work with my Zoom? Straight out of Orson. Track four, take one. <clears throat> Your best friend Harry has a brother Larry. And five days from now, he's gonna marry. Sorry, what? Yes? Isn't there an easier way to say this? Maybe something like your friend's brother, Larry. Do we even need to know Harry's name? Orson, we've been over this. You have to go with the lyrics as written. You can't rewrite other people's songs if you're doing a cover album. Or whatever this is. Also, I'm looking down the track list here. What is a shoop? Can you tell me that, please? Orson, uh, sorry. I'm genuinely curious here. Why exactly are you doing this project? You don't seem very happy to be here. I've certainly had easier records to produce in my career. I must admit, much of this idea came to me in a drunken stupor. I've been working on this Don Quixote film with Terry Gilliam, and we just can't seem to get the thing off the ground. So I thought to myself, how can I raise some money fast? Mm -hmm. And what I'd really hoped to do was reassemble the Mercury players as a sort of... God, what do they call them on that Living Color program? The Fly Girls. Something like that. Only it turns out... Well, it turns out that most of them have long since passed. I could swear I had just spoken with Joseph Cotton last week. And Agnes Moorhead has apparently been dead since the mid-1970s. But nobody tells me these things, you see. All right. Why don't we just skip ahead to the next cut? Of course. Would you... Would you mind raising the volume in this headset? It's terribly quiet. Sorry, as loud as it... Fuck it, I'll just fiddle with the knob. Sure thing, turning it up now! I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. 
I wish I had a girl who looked good, I would call her. I wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat. And now the adventures of Nick and Willikins. Trapped in the Victorian era with an increasingly un-Nick-like Nick, Willikins the butler has been forced to take drastic measures. We join him now as he takes an audience with Her Royal Majesty, Queen Victoria. Somehow. Dramatic license. Shut up. Your Royal Highness, let me first say what an honor it is to be allowed to speak in your radiant presence. I serve my lord, but above all, I serve my country and my queen. That is an acceptable level of toadying, subject. And a particularly nice touch spelling honor in the proper British way and not in the vulgar colonial fashion. Of course, Mom. Oh, and calling us Mum rather than Ma'am, more points to you. I'm sorry, points, Your Majesty? Indeed. The Royal Scorekeeper maintains a record of every British subject and a tally of their overall level of Britishness. Howdy. Oh, how frightfully gosh. Minus ten points for you. Now, Mr. Willikins... How may we assist you? Well, Mom, I serve a prominent and important estate known as Nick Hall. Ah, yes. We know it well. And we believe we maintain a correspondence with our good great young cousin Petunia. Uh, well, Mom, it would seem that the lord of our estate has suffered a serious, uh, how shall I say, malady of the humors. Oh, dear. We see this so often in our noblemen these days. Is he choleric, perhaps, or melancholic? I couldn't say, Your Majesty. I only know that he requires, shall we say, discreet attention before his condition worsens. Understood, subject. Discretion was our watchword when we had Prince Albert attended to. The things my poor delusional husband suggested be done with sharpened rings in an unseemly part of the... Well, it was simply un-Victorian. Ah, uh, indeed, Mum. See the royal apothecary on your way out. He will give you the address of an expert in these matters. We believe he's experimenting with Dr. Freud's hypno-what's-name. Much obliged, Mum. Her Majesty is as wise as she is beautiful. Well, now, there's no need for that. Scorekeeper... Deduct ten points from Mr. Willikins at once. Oh, there, aren't you one of my servants? Indeed, sir. I was called to this place by the Queen herself. Nobody told me that I'd be seeing the likes of you here. Her Majesty has asked that I escort you to that village. Yes, yes, I have the address. I'm to go into a little shop here where I can only assume I will be taking part in some sort of comedy sketch. Sir, do mind the wooden placard hanging outside that shop. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> Good lord, sir, you've stricken your head rather hard. Are you all right? Of course I'm all right, my boy. Now, there isn't time to lose. We must away to adventure. Oh, God, now what? Now what, indeed? Find out in the next exciting episode of Nick and Willikins.
We are back, and our guest this time is Monica. And I just realized, am I supposed to say this super Germany or just sort of the way that a, yeah. a crude American yeah, do it? Say, do it. Hamburg. So, um, you want to do your plug now, or you want to do it after? I mean, I you know, how does whatever you feel like. Where, where do you want to leave the money on the nightstand or the? Oh yeah, no, right after. Once people hate me, mm -hmm. then I think that's a good place to put the plug. Very well. So maybe at the end. All right. Uh, so I don't even know where to begin. We got a we got a nice pile of. Uh, we do. We have a mess. mighty pile. Yes. And actually, Monica, you've uh, hipped us to a new website that I was not aware of before. So this will definitely go in our rotation. Uh, is it normal? Is that the website? Yes. Yes. Now, is there? A, I'm I'm guessing this site is specifically for people who are asking that question, who are like. I got this weird thing going on in my life. Is you know, is this weird? Is that is that what the deal is? That's what the deal is. It's not specifically, or it's not only sexual, sure. but the the fun ones are there. But yeah, it's everything, and it's always yeah. Is this normal? And sometimes the questions, as we might uh, discuss, are completely preposterous and sad, mm -hmm. and they're just checking to see like, I'm fucked up. Is anyone else out there also similarly fucked up? Could, could and thank goodness just, for the internet. Just tell me I'm not insane. Or at least That's not pretty much it. as insane as I think I might be. So that actually brings me to the first question that we found here on Yahoo Answers. Mm -hmm. And it says, ovulated very late this month. Uh, I ovulated on CD41 and M13DPO, still no AF and no BPF yet. Excuse me, BFP yet. <laughs> ah. When should I test? It's CD54 now. My cycle is normally 45 days. Is this in a code? Well, that's that's that, the thing, Monica. As as a lady, does any of this make any sense to you whatsoever? Oh God, no! But I also thought it would be really useful as a password for some sort of computer Ooh. site because it's just impossible to hack. Who would guess any of these numbers or words? It's completely useful in that. There's no way. capital letters and there's no special symbols, so I don't know if no. it would fit all the criteria. The no. punctuation is very rare. Yeah, well, that's that's Yahoo Answers for you, though. Well, yes. So the thing is, and. I realize this is the this path leads to hack comedy. Men are like this, and women are like this. Mm. But I'll tell you this: I don't need to know the quadratic equation to solve for my genitals. No. Where, Thank goodness for that, where right? Where is this this uh, young woman? Old? I don't know. Mm. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully, this isn't an experienced vagina haver. Hopefully, she's <laughs> uh, she's still a novice. Well. These things revolve around a lot of math, mm. and luckily shit, there's some balls? apps. <laughs> they do, and they rotate. <laughs> it's like the sun and the stars, <laughs> but it's um. These days, luckily, there are apps to track any of these things, which is a relief. Yeah, the thing is, you know, I'm I'm all for like you know sisters doing it for themselves and and so forth, but maybe sisters doing it with themselves. Or, no, yeah, with I'm fine with that too. With probably. each other, with with their brothers. I mean, I'm a you know. With their brothers from another mother? Sure. With their brothers mm -hmm. from another planet. Mm -hmm. uh, but I do think that maybe back in the day we were onto something with menstruation huts. Mm. I think it might not be a bad idea to go back to those. I I'm not totally averse to that because I, I think you'd be there'd be a lot less arguments. Yeah. Like I have I have a lot of friends and they say, you know, I, I really do want to kill my boyfriend around that time and I know I can't. I know that's not right, but I really just do and it's not his fault. I mean, but he's just he's sneezing really loud and it's bothering me. I'm not thinking of it from the perspective of, oh, get away from me, you're not easy to live with. Oh no, but Oh no, I, I'm thinking from the perspective of I think it's all best for everyone. I think it's kind of like why do we need to um 
get annoyed by other people when we but, can but kind that's of what just I mean. hang out. But then I don't like. I'm not yeah. talking about the emotional part of it. I'm talking about maybe you just want to go off somewhere quiet and bleed for a while. <laughs> yeah, but here's the problem. I like girls, uh, but twenty women menstruating at the same time does not sound like a fun. Oh party no no no! You need a so- you need a solo menstruation hut. No, they're like porta potties. Oh but okay. Oh oh! See, I didn't know. I always pictured it like this big uh, yurt. I mean, I'm just sure that's what like it was back in biblical women. times. But we've evolved beyond oh, okay. the need for that now. Yeah, we we are we are a post yurt society. Yeah. Oh, so it's just kind of like spa rooms, just these little spa on. That's a lot classier than my there. porta potty metaphor. Absolutely. Mm. Like, I mean, I've got a pretty nice shed I could convert. Yeah, and you know, maybe maybe there could be dude <laughs> versions as well. I mean, you go out there and menstruate. We just go out and think, read comics. I don't know. All right. Uh, this question comes from Answer Bag, and it says, "Why does my girlfriend make horse noises in bed?" Mm. I'll let you guys do that. <laughs> I mean, I think you might be dating a horse. No, come on, don't be <laughs> ridiculous. He's probably dating a centaur. I mean, has he looked at the bottom half? Well, I don't know. I mean, some guys don't like to, you know, look. I mean, you know, I've dated girls where I didn't look at the bottom half. Yeah, I mean, that's just, it's, it's a natural thing to make eye contact all the time because they're always like, I'm up here, don't look at mm-hmm. my horse legs. So I mean, I dated a mermaid yeah. for like a year before I figured that out. <sighs> That was a weird I wonder year. why he doesn't ask her. Why are you making horse sounds? That's Maybe a... he thinks that would kill the mood. <sighs> I I feel like I, I feel have... like answer bag is more qualified to answer this than the person doing it. I don't know. I mean maybe maybe things work differently in your world, but uh Maybe. Maybe other people could feel that better. I actually had a roommate, and this is not a joke, as unfortunately nothing I say is. The uh roommate and his girlfriend would make cat sounds when they had sex. I think it was foreplay. Ah, I don't think it was actually when they no. had sex, but it was like this. Like, oh, Jesus. Like this. And then the guy would be like. Oh, God. And that's, it was so painful because I also wasn't having sex at that time. And then I was like, on top of that, that's what I'm hearing instead of my having sex is i don't even get to hear other people have sex i get to hear them purr no i'm, I'm good I, i'm sorry i'm just picturing you throwing a boot at them garfield style it, it was such a brutal time yeah <laughs> it was it was really really brutal That's... it was like this is just my whole life is really not working out i'm in theater school yeah <laughs> so matt let me ask you this you dated that mermaid yeah did she make horse noises in bed no she made dolphin noises really which are the which are of course the horses of the sea well I thought whales were the horses of the sea. No, whales are the cows of the sea. No, that's manatees. No, manatees are the men of the sea. Oh, so they are. Um, what is a chicken of the sea, then? Uh, the I believe that's the tuna. I think that's actually okay. a chicken with a snorkel. <laughs> I don't think... <laughs> or flippers. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. and flippers, like a, like, um, like a wetsuit and flippers and a, and a snorkel. Yeah. Yeah. They have wow. to have a special snorkel fit to Chick- their beaks. So, Matt, she made dolphin noises. Does that mean she was the type of mermaid that is a fish on top and, like, lady legs on the bottom? No, but she was into the into the mermaids that were the fish on top and the lady in the bottom. That is a very strange 69 situation there. Yeah, it was a weird... It was a, it was a weird time for all of us. That's very strange maritime logistics to that, uh, to that sex. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, here's one that uh, nobody else but Matt could have chosen. <laughs> When a two-times widow dies, which one of her former husbands welcome, welcomes her in heaven? Do the three of them live together, 
or does she spend a season with each one of them? I love this version of Heaven so much. <laughs> this assumption that... And as someone who has spent a lot of time around religious people, mm-hmm. I have met religious people who genuinely believe that Heaven is a place that you will go... Mm-hmm. Where all your friends live, and you just sort of hang out. It's like a really nice suburb. With apparently a ridiculous amount of swinging going on, according to this question. Yep. Right. No, apparently you can take a vacation and go visit your other husband. Mm-hmm. No, but you can't all live together because that would be in, living in sin. Yeah, but there's no sin anymore because everything's cool because there's no extra, like, there's no after afterlife. Right. So if you are sinning, they'll boot you out. It's like Three's Company all over again. So, and God is Mr. Furley. Oh, God. I- I didn't know that could happen. Yeah. I guess this person thinks you spend a season with each one of them. I mean, are there seasons in heaven? Does heaven have seasons? Yeah. If heaven has a winter, I don't want to go. No, I think they mean like TV seasons. Huh. Oh. Like you have your season one. (laughs) So it goes on hiatus. All of a sudden it's just. You have your season one husband for 13 weeks. And then you Mm -hmm. go on hiatus and then you season two husband and so on. All right. Let's crack into these is it normal questions. Good Lord. Is it normal to eat and drink on the toilet? I eat while I poop. Is it normal? <laughs> I don't know if, no, if it's normal. Um, I think it's incredibly efficient. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're a self-contained organism right there, in and out, right in the same place. That's, yeah. Uh, I mean, if you're shitting as fast as you eat, then yeah, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, you got a whole, just a whole system going. Yeah. That, that seems like you're, you know, you're humaning as hard as you can right there. I... I don't know why I provided this question because it cracks me up I, just when you read it. <laughs> I think I know exactly why you provided yeah. this question. <laughs> I I just thought, yeah, one that it's an amazing system this guy has that he goes right in and out. But also, um, I do drink coffee while on the toilet, and it's because the coffee will get cold eventually. So I bring it in with me, and then you know sometimes my boyfriend or someone that I'm in the house with will notice, and then I uh, then there's a discussion, and I don't like that part. <laughs> you, you, I mean, that's the price you got to pay for drinking coffee on the toilet. <laughs> you're right. I mean, if that's the worst you got to do to drink coffee on the toilet, you're probably coming out ahead. Um, yeah, I, I don't know that there's much to say about that. It's a great question, but, uh, I don't know. Keep doing what you do, man. Well, is it normal? Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with probably not. I mean, you know, for it to be normal, like, I mean, there's three of us here. That's a pretty wide selection of the universe. Uh-huh. And the closest we've got is uh, Monica drinking coffee on the toilet. So I'd say no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm literally doing the opposite of eating in there. Yeah. I, I don't know about you. <laughs> yes. but I mean, I'm trying yes. to free up some room so I can eat later. Right. Okay, here's another, is it normal? Is it normal that whenever I see a fire hydrant, I think of a unicorn? One time, me and my family were driving, capital D, down the street, and we passed by a fire hydrant. All of a sudden, a strange picture of a unicorn popped in my head. I really hope that is normal. Like, I love the idea of firefighters showing up to save a burning building and going to themselves, well, better plug the hose into that unicorn. I felt sorry for him for a moment because I can have a thought that is completely insane, as you can imagine that happens often, and I won't check with anyone. I won't be like, is this okay? Uh, whereas, you know, he's having something that's obviously problematic and, and doesn't just go, I guess that's a thought. I'll just move on. <laughs> he's like, nah, I got I got to consult the internet. Please, yeah. someone tell me this is okay. I like to think that is it normal is sort of a, it's more of a, where do I find the fetish board for this? Oh, nobody's that helpful. 
actually on it because I do read the answers uh -huh. and uh, it's not generally, oh, yes, I've heard of that and here's the site yeah, for you to like, work with. It seems but... like that would be a great feature for someone to say, yeah, I'm mm -hmm. into this weird thing. Is anyone else? And then B, where do I find those people? Yeah. But I mean, I right, assume you right. get a lot of, you're a freak. Yeah, but you know. Uh, how rare are deaths caused by sneezing? I read about an 18-year-old boy named Dean Rice. Ooh, I like when they get specific with it. Mm -hmm. Who had a sneezing fit yeah. very violently that he suffered a massive brain hemorrhage. This has happened about three times since 2006, and a third case caused a woman's back slash ribs to break. So how rare is this? Because I've had ba <laughs> bad hay fever, so I'm sort of scared, if you can tell. I love the idea of a guy just like, oh my god, if I sneeze too hard... My entire body is going to cave in. I like the idea that he's obviously done all the research. He has all the numbers here and names, and mm -hmm. he's still asking, how rare is this? I think... Yeah, he's just sitting there yeah. terrified. But he's already the reigning expert on this. Yeah. I bet if, I bet if you <laughs> sure. Google deaths by sneezing, his will be like the first hit. His thesis will come up on it. Uh, what else do we have here? Fire hydrant. Uh, uh. Why do you guys pick one? It doesn't all have to be up to me. You, you got one of the ones that you guys picked. Do you think? Do you particularly favor? Do you really hope um, that we get to it? I, okay, I have, I have one. It's because I didn't mm -hmm. understand any of it, so I really liked it. Okay, those are my favorite ones. <laughs> is it normal? Of course, from the is it normal site. Is it normal uh -huh. that construction workers shit on room, row, living room? At apartment building or site or skyscraper, crapper. Oh, okay, it's a skyscraper. Okay, I never, I don't need to go on anymore. All right, <laughs> that's, what's... That, that's okay. for people who defecate on well, the sky train. All right, right? Or, or in the sky on a construction site, so there's no further question. But right. okay, at apartment building or skyscraper building site, is it normal that construction workers have shit on room or living room cement before completing the building in the U.S.? This is a country question. It's it's in the U.S. Is it normal? I, I've been to other countries. Yeah, is, is this your custom in your country? Because uh, we do things a little differently <laughs> We're over here. Lost. And then it continues with whether or not there is an elevator or toilet, no water, cut off the water. If it is unnormal, how American construction workers go to bathroom to shit at 30th floor? Uh, no, it's not normal. No. no. What's no, wrong with these people? Not. Jesus Christ. If it is unnormal, what, how American <laughs> construction worker go to bathroom to shit at 30th floor? <laughs> <laughs> Matt, why don't you pick a question? Why don't I indeed? You, you seem to have contributed quite a few here, so why don't you... Uh, <laughs> did you have one that you really hoped we would get to? Uh, let me see here. What is the first rule to follow before having an ice cream? <laughs> oh my god, there are rules. Shit. There is no follow up to this. <laughs> Those are my favorite. Like Yahoo Answers uh, requires you to put, you know, a subject with a question mark. And then if you click on it, sometimes there are details. Sometimes that's all you yep. get. I thought that it was part of that horrible woman's book, The Rules for Women, on how to rope some dick into getting married to you. Um, oh, so I think You're... that's what this is. It's, it's, you know, whether or not you should eat ice cream in front of him or whether he eats ice cream on a first date, if that means he's marriage material, that's my guess. Well, I feel like the man eats the ice cream first, then you can marry him. Okay. But if you're a, if you're a man with an ice cream cone, then you can trick women into having sex with you. Oh, I thought See, if it's, it was, because it's the rules playing off of that, that mystery guy, date rapist dude. Or... If you got an ice cream truck, you could lure, you know, uh, younger FWBs mm -hmm. into your ice cream truck oh. and then, you know, eat whatever ice cream you like. Yes. What if 
what if you also installed a toilet into that van and then oh, they, the whole, why is it oh, always because toilets I, I'm just you? I got onto the made me laugh and then I couldn't you stop got onto the toilet and... I, but now I think there's you know if we can just wrap all of this and then maybe all your three wives who have died can also show up there into your van I think we could answer all these questions in just one and then if you drive your van to the 30th floor of a construction site right? maybe you can shit <laughs> that's where the construction workers will shit. And that's we how got our, this all figured out. That's how our how-to book ends. We've got the unified theory of uh, internet questions here. This that is tying answers, together like, perfectly. Yes. I found one actually that I didn't post because it was like four pages long on Answerbag. That was some guy well, asking you, advice. You s- summarize? You, you- if you could summarize, yeah. Yeah, basically, he was saying, you know, I met this girl on OkCupid, we had these exchanges, uh, we dated, we had sex, and I realized it wasn't going to work, and she said she was okay with friends for benefits, but then I kind of realized she was unstable, so I decided that that wasn't going to work, but we just stayed friends. And then this whole rigmarole happened, but anyway, eventually he comes to realize she's sending him all these emails, they're getting more and more psychotic, and then he starts having, then he starts remembering things in the relationship that at the time he didn't think were weird, uh, but now he does, <laughs> and one of them was every time he looked another woman or he had a female friend she would say i'd like to break a fucking bottle in her face and uh run over her with well, my that car seems perfectly normal until yeah it's just later when you get other proof you're like hmm i wonder and looking back on it so yeah he was asking this question which was about three pages on the internet like you know is she batshit wow. should i be concerned it's like yeah i feel like that's a pretty good indicator mm-hmm. i feel like this is the end of one of those movies not necessarily m night Shyamalan, but somebody like that where you get to the end of the story and suddenly everything comes into focus and you get all these flashbacks that back up the thing you just learned. Oh, yeah, right, it's exactly. like the usual suspects. The guy's glancing around the room. <laughs> yeah, and you realize, oh, my God, that's what that meant. Yeah, yeah it's great. You're right. It's the evidence you didn't have. Had you had it, you would be like, definitely. Uh, she is Yeah, insane. you didn't have the context for the evidence. It was all right there and you didn't realize what it meant. Right. Brilliant. I think that's exactly what this is. Has NASA ever sent a Mars rover over to your home to collect a stool sample? <laughs> me yeah no it really wants your coffee mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, it's willing this to wasn't wait my questions <laughs> in how many bites would a 20 foot giantess be able to eat a five foot seven inch man <laughs> yeah he's hoping I'm, ri- I'm writing a fantasy story and in it a 20 foot tall giantess female giant eats a guy who had grabbed her butt she was sitting down alive as stated earlier, she's 20 feet tall and he's 5'7". So how many bites would it take for her to finish eating him? Let me think I... here. 20 feet. Mm-hmm. Not that big. Uh, it's. I mean, it's not small. It's not small, that's small like, but like... That's if, if you had, like, me and then another me mm-hmm. on my shoulders and then a third me on my shoulders, that would be that would be about 20 feet. That would be about 18 feet. Yeah, you'd have to work at, to, to, at 20 feet. You'd have to work at it to eat an entire guy. I don't know. I mean, I can put away an entire pizza. I think three of me could, could put away a 5'7 guy easy. I I originally, just reading the subject line, was hoping this would be a, a thing about giantess porn, mm-hmm. which I, yeah. I don't know if you guys are aware. Well, I assume he's, he's writing he's it. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he's doing. He's but, just, it's erotica, right? That's, Matt I, defined it for you earlier. Oh, it's that's true. Thing. I only know it when I see it, so I don't necessarily know it when Matt tells yeah. me. Okay. That's a but different the, kind of porn. Giantess, like, I was made aware of this when... CG technology first started becoming cheap enough that porn could use mm-hmm. it. And and I was made aware that there there is giantess porn oh, yeah. where the, yeah. the women are depicted as being, you know, 100 feet tall or whatever, and the, the tiny little men have sex with them, and it's, like, 
Huh. <laughs> and I realized that special effects opened this whole other world for, for porn. Yeah. yeah, special effects has done an amazing job of opening up the world of insane sex. See, I o- I've only seen, like, the tentacle stuff and the animated stuff. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was this whole, like, sort of pseudo-realistic, mm-hmm. you know, let, let's make it look like you're having sex with the, I don't know, a, a, a minotaur. If, if it helps any, I really haven't seen that either and didn't realize it was happening. Like, when you say it, I'm like, okay, of course, but uh, no, I haven't seen it, and I think I would just laugh my ass off the whole time. It seems, like, well, so yeah, preposterous. I mean, but, I mean, imagine it, it being done as well as any porn you've seen. Well, then I would laugh even harder. I mean, you yeah. know it's going Matt, to be god-awful. Matt, we have discussed at length the uh, the porn parodies of things that are done just as well, if not better. That's true. That's Than true. the source material. Okay, you that's got me there. There was, that, uh, there, there was the, uh, the Batman 66 parody yep. that was exactly like the show. Really? fantastic. <laughs> Except with sex. Uh, here's one. Was John Wilkes Booth a jerk or what? <laughs> no. John Wilkes Booth. This is a this is a real thing. He shot Lincoln, and then he he got on a horse and rode as far as he could away from from the crime scene, uh, and he made it down near where I'm from, mm-hmm. and hid out at this doctor's house. And being a doctor, he he fixed. I think it was his leg. He broke his leg when he jumped off the stage. Um, and then the federal marshals or whoever it was came around, found Booth, and uh, sentenced the doctor to death huh. for um assisting the, uh, the the assassin of the president. He didn't know. He's a doctor. He had to help someone. He didn't know what the dude's deal was. Doesn't matter. He's uh, He was put to wow. death. Wow. Wow. And now th- that's totally true. His house is like a, a landmark now. And it's right by my old comic shop. Go see the mud house. <laughs> yeah, this, this is the saddest place on earth. <laughs> the giant potato. <laughs> where, someone, where someone was trying to help someone and got put to death for it. That's my heritage, guys. That's where I'm from. You guys get Degrassi, I get the Mud House. Wow. Yeah. So sad. yes, John Wilkes Booth was a what jerk. A jerk. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking he was kind of sweet, but now that now that you talk about him, no, no, okay. no, total jerk. Um, I'm a 13 year old boy in need of advice. How to ask a girl that is like one foot shorter than me out on a date? Hmm. Why is that a problem? This, this... I, I, look, I only have the information that's in front of me here, okay? I don't. I mean, I guess you need to crouch. <laughs> or, or go into her hovel or doghouse. Yeah, there you go. Um, but... Or her menstruation. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, assuming she can fucker. afford one. How dare you? You're a foot taller. <laughs> where she's, where she's uh, drinking coffee on top of her uh, menstrual hole. Yes. So, uh, really, so you think you should crouch? I, I honestly think there's nothing more attractive than a crouching 13-year-old boy uh, awkwardly asking someone out for a date. That's how Spider-Man always did it. That's true. I'd just like to see her turn him down. Like, no, you're a foot taller. You know how that doesn't work. You're so tall. I hate that about men. You know we never do that. Oh, sorry. It's one of those May-December height relationships. It's a shame because you're so nice. Yeah. Yeah. I I just wish she was shorter than me. Uh, I will say this: uh, if short girls are the problem, maybe he should look into uh, getting eaten by a giantess. Ah, no, but that would solve everyone's yeah. problem. Sure, just eliminate just, him right off the bat. I I think it's because we're using different sources now. We're realizing that the answers to these people's problems are other people's questions. Yes! <laughs> really, what we need to do is just get these people all together. Uh, do you hate it when the people who work at Subway comment on your sandwich? <laughs> Do, the, do you do you get annoyed when they comment on your choices? Oh, you went with a honey note, huh? 
Yeah, that's what I would have gone with, too. We're a lot alike in our taste in sandwiches. I don't, I don't get that at Subway, but I do get uh, the grocery store a lot. You know, you you buy some ingredients for something obvious, and, oh, so you're making you're making sad macaroni and cheese so you can sit around in your underwear since you're alone. Yeah, thanks. Yes, I am. They're always putting together the, the pieces of what I've got and, and trying to guess and judge me. <laughs> well, at least I don't work at a grocery store. <laughs> well, there was the one year. This is this is a thing that happened. I bought Halloween candy and sleeping pills. Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> oh! Oh! Now you're on a I, list. I didn't get any questions that time. You know what? I didn't even think of the pedophile angle. What I thought was, you're going to be so nice. You're going to give out this candy and then kill yourself. And it just <laughs> seems like that would be just the most sad Halloween ever. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, no guy has put his face daub there, and I'm scared for when it happens, what will he think? Uh, he'll think you can't spell. Um, <laughs> like, there's alphabets down there. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I assume daub there means, you know, daub there. Her right, the basement. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, when you come into the yeah. basement, I'm scared. Guy's putting his mm-hmm. face in the basement, and she's worried about it. I guess she hasn't cleaned down there or something. Well, well Matt, bad things happen to the basement. What, what's going to happen when he does uh, that? Usually what happens, it depends on, you know, the kind of guy you're dating. A lot of people don't care if you have a messy basement. I suppose that's true. Is this a euphemism? It's a, no, it's just, it's, just, it's just asking how messy her basement is. Mm. Oh. Okay. Because that really does sound fairly euphemistic to me. I don't are know there, what you're talking about. You clearly have cur- a filthy mind. Are there any curtains or drapes in your basement, or is it yeah. clean? I'm just wondering. I... How's Look, the do you have a furnished basement? <laughs> is the dryer hooked How... up? How many people have been in that basement? I mean, I just don't like a lot of traction. Is it is it a damp basement? <laughs> Will it be? Can it get? Has there been any leakage? <laughs> Have you have you converted it into a media room? <laughs> is there a flat screen? I don't know. This is, this is getting to the point where I don't even understand the euphemisms. Do you keep your canned goods? In? <laughs> Are oh, you your a Christmas prepper? Decorations. <laughs> well, now you're starting to ask her about her attic, and you're just fucking weird pervert now. Sicko. I think we're done here. <laughs> That's usually how calls with me end. So, Monica, why don't you tell the fine people about your podcast and how they can find that? Okay. It's called Dazed and Convicted, and it's at dazedandconvicted.com. And uh, we have basically two news articles that we read, and they have fucktarded criminals in them, and we pit them against each other, and we get someone hilarious or a duo of hilarious people. Or us. Yes. yes. Or, <laughs> or just these fucked up podcasters uh, to judge who the fucktard of the week is. Mm-hmm. And we also have these sketches. Uh, I think you're familiar with sketches, you guys. A yeah, bit, yeah, a little bit. Um, we, where we sort of uh, envision aspects of the crime or just something else that's incredibly offensive. And that's pretty much what we do. That leads me nicely into the uh, the plug for our show, the one that you're already listening to. Mm-hmm. Um, check out sarcasticvoyage.com. We have recently changed the website. There's cool now. stuff there. There will very soon be exclusive material there that you can unlock with the cool decoder rings that, that we have sold you. Yes. So look look for that. Um, our email address is now sarcasticvoyage at gmail.com because that is way easier to remember than that other thing. Mm-hmm. Voicemail, as always, 206-973-3982. Please use it. Yes. And be advised, we will be at the Emerald City Comic Con the first weekend of March. 
we will have puppets, we will have things, we will be terrified to be in front of all of you and tell jokes. So come to, come see us and laugh at us and laugh with us. Yes. And laugh on us, maybe in our basements if we're lucky. Yes. Depending on how uh, how the mildew is. Right. Got to get them checked for mildew mm-hmm. before we make our public appearance. And silverfish. The tops on the... Uh, I'm okay with a little silverfish. Uh, Monica, how do you feel about silverfish in the basement? <sighs> against? Is that it? Just against? Just no... There's no gray area here. No, no. It's absolutely not. It is, this is just a nine. Anti-silverfish. All right. Good to know. Yeah, very much. Very well. Well, always a pleasure. I'm sure we'll have you back at some point mm-hmm. because this was a delight. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Me too. Until then, we bid you... Matt, what do we bid her? Safe journeys. This episode of the Sarcastic Voyage podcast starred Ron Algarwatt and Matt Robotham with Duncan Bosco, Mark Bosco, Joe Keenley, Kimberly LaJeunesse, and Sabrina Snyder. It was written by Ron Algarwatt and was produced by Algar Productions, copyright 2013. Hi, my name is... What? My name is... Who? My name is... Chicka Chicka Orson Welles. It's hot. It's happening. It's straight out of Orson. The biggest, hottest collection of spoken word tributes to classic hip-hop ever produced. 24 original hits chosen and performed by the master himself, Orson Welles. Now this is a story all about how my life got flipped... Turned upside down. Elvis was a hero to most. But he never meant shit to me. Straight up racist that sucker was. Simple and plain. Mother fuck him and John Wayne. I heard she moved real far away. And that two years ago, this May I'd seen her just the other day. Jock and Mike D to my dismay. All the classics performed as only Orson Welles can perform them. All right, stop. Collaborate and listen. Orson's back with a brand new invention. Over 90 minutes of music for only $9.99. Funk it. I'm a junkin. And I got more rhymes than there's cops at the Dunkin' Donut shop. Sure enough, I got props from the kids on the hill, plus my mom and my pops. Oh my god, Becky. Look at her butt. It is so big. She looks like one of those rap guy's girlfriends. It's Christmas time in Hollis, Queens. Mama's cooking chicken and collard greens. You're the type of guy to cold put on a pamper. I'm the type of guy to leave my drawers in your hamper. Call the number on your screen now. It's wiggity, 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 whack. Oh, baby, you, you got what I need. But you say he just a friend. But you say he just a friend.